everything's busy again. Roads are busier. Parking lots are busier. It's like everybody's go, go, go. As my dad would say, everybody's in a hurry to go nowhere. It's time to sit back and relax. Take your time. Think about the consequences. If you got in a collision, just going through a parking lot because you're in a hurry. Take a deep breath. Let it out. And chill. Take a chill pill. It might be a good time uh, to relax and listen to a few podcasts. Hey, just like this one. Welcome to another episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. Season 2, episode 12, coming at you right now. In uh, this episode, we're going to talk about skid control. Another episode of things to make you go, huh? And uh, do you personalize your vehicle at all? Just wondering. Let's go. Do you know what it takes to avoid uh, a skid? Do you know how to control a skid? Well, the best way to control a skid really is to not get into one. But we should also remember that no one really belongs to the Won't Happen to Me Club. And sometimes, if you're not careful, you may find yourself getting into a skid at any time of year. We often think about it in the wintertime because of the snow and ice. But the reality is any loose surface is going to create a, a loss of traction. And loss of friction creates a loss of traction. This would include leaves. Whether they're wet or dry doesn't make a difference. It could include gravel, rain, as mentioning snow and ice. And even lane markings can cause your vehicle to, to slip and slide. So do you know what to do? So over the years, people have given out advice. And maybe some experts, maybe some not so experts would give advice to other drivers. But I guess the first thing to realize is that skids are often caused by change, change of speed or change of direction. So if you couple these up with any loose surface, you've got a good chance of losing control of your vehicle, even for a few seconds. Now, for the most part, you can predict when your vehicle could skid or slide. And if you pay attention to the road surface and you adjust your driving, you can actually control it. And that's the best way to control the skid. But if you end up taking a corner too quickly, or your vehicle may understeer. So an understeer is when the wheels are turned to the right or left, but the vehicle continues to plow straight ahead. Now, this is often caused by too much speed into a corner or jerky or abrupt steering. Now, all done on a slippery or loose road surface, it can cause your vehicle to skid. Now, the moment you feel this happen, like the absolute moment, ease off the gas and look straight ahead where you want the vehicle to go. Well, at least where it was facing. Turning the wheel more can cause that spin. So you may have to abandon that turn, go around the block, do a U-turn, do another way, but try not to continue when you're not really under control anymore. If you try, you could even leave the road, and that's not a good thing. Now, you may also find yourself on a rear wheel skid. Now, this is often referred to as oversteer. Oversteer is caused by too much speed into a corner, rough steering, harsh braking before a turn or a curve. Now, when any of those happen on a slippery road surface, you're likely to skid and lose control of your vehicle. So there's two ways to control oversteer. Now, depending on the type of vehicle you're driving, 
If you're driving a rear-wheel drive vehicle, like a full-size sedan or a full-size pickup truck, look straight ahead, come off all the pedals, and if you can remember, shift to neutral. The real rear drive wheel may not be moving uh, uh, the same speed as every, all the other wheels. It might be moving quicker because the engine is still making this wheel turn, but shifting it to neutral makes all the wheels move at the same speed. This one wheel moving faster, being at the back, can cause that fishtail effect. You may have heard that term before. So shifting to neutral allows all the wheels to move at the same speed. Now again, look straight ahead, but not around the corner. Again, abandon the turn. Forget about it. Forget about it. Trying to steer around the corner while in a rear wheel skid will most likely cause your vehicle to continue spinning. This is not a good thing. You're not in control. Um, I've heard people say that they would get their kids in a parking lot and do donuts and lose control so they can control, learn how to control a skid. No, the best way to control a skid is not to get into one. When you are in a skid, you are not under control. Inertia is under control of your vehicle. Now, if you're driving a front wheel drive vehicle and you find yourself in a rear wheel skid, believe it or not, a slight tap on the gas on the throttle will pull your vehicle out of the skid. Think of it as a pull toy when you were a kid. If you pulled the string, the toy would follow. The string was attached to the front of the toy, somewhat like the front wheels pulling your vehicle through the skid. I often call it burping the gas. So just a slight tap of the gas and it can pull your vehicle because the back wheels are the ones that have lost control, but the front wheels still have traction. So you can actually in a front wheel drive, pull yourself out of the skid by accelerating slightly. Now, regardless of the type of skid you're in, respond immediately and never give up. Think of ways to avoid skids altogether because when you're in a skid, it can happen really fast. And within seconds, you could go into another vehicle, you can go into a tree, you can go into a ditch. And uh, that's not being under control. So hopefully these tips can help. Another episode of Things to Make You Go, huh? Recently, around 6 p.m. in the evening, police say a man had taken a friend's vehicle without permission and drove it down the street. The driver proceeded to rear-end a stopped vehicle at an intersection before he continued to drive down the road, and they struck a sign. Now, police say that after the second crash, the driver continued northbound from the intersection, and they struck a light standard causing it to fall and now continued down the road. They then struck another vehicle at an intersection. Now, luckily there were no reported injuries, but multiple people had called the police. Police say that they arrested the driver and seized a bottle of liquor and suspected cocaine. An estimated $75,000 in damage occurred during the crashes. Now, 46 year old man is charged with several offenses related to impaired driving taking a vehicle without consent, driving with a suspended license, and failing to stop at a collision, as well as possession of a Schedule One substance. Huh? So, a, a question to, to you all. Do you personalize your vehicle? You know, do you make it your own? So that way it doesn't look like all the other vehicles of the same make or model. 
you know what I mean? Like, do you add extra tint to the windows? Uh, part of the, the idea about uh, adding tint is it, it can make the vehicle look cool. I, I get that. But there are certain laws, depending on where you live. In Ontario, Canada, where I live, there are laws about tint. And I did have a podcast uh, about tinted windows. The back window and the rear passenger doors can be tinted as dark as you want. The driver's uh, front seat and the passenger front seat, they can only be tinted slightly to let no more than 30% um, blockage of light. So you've got to be able to see. And you want people to see you if you're waving them on and things like that. And the front, no tint at all. Uh, even a banner at the top, not allowed. So it can make the vehicle look cool, but maybe you need to know the laws first. What about hanging things from the rearview mirror? Do you do any of that? Now, I know some people will put their parking pass and, and different things like that hanging from the rear view. But one of the violations uh, in many jurisdictions is obstructing the driver's view. So whatever you do hang, if you do hang anything from the rear view mirror, make sure you can still see. Make sure it doesn't become a distraction. Uh, I've seen CDs. Remember CDs? I remember CDs. I see people hang them from the rear view mirror. I've seen quite a few. But when that sun hits it, Maybe it caused that momentary glare when you should be applying the brake quickly. So think about what you do uh, hang from your mirror, if that's something that you like to do. What about your headlights? Do you change your headlights? I saw yellow headlights. Now, headlights can damn they get yellow. In Ontario, you can, you know, really want white. Yellow is okay, but white is good. Some kind of like a blue tint. Depends on the type of headlight. But changing the, the color of the lights just to make it look kind of funky, uh, maybe not a good idea. Now, uh, what about underglow? Those are also lights underneath the vehicle. So knowing the law depends on where you live, whether or not you're allowed to or not. Many places you can't have the underglow. Maybe during a car show. Maybe sitting in a parking lot with friends. It looks cool. But yeah, not when you're driving. How about covers for your license plate? Uh, I saw one. It was a red vehicle. And it had, uh, at the license plate at the back, it had a red cover over top of the license plate, the entire plate. You couldn't see any of the numbers, but it matched the same red of the car on that nice. But it's, you know, illegal because you can't read it. And if you go through a, a, um, a toll road where they take a picture of your license plate, they may not be able to do that, and that could get you a ticket. So uh, in many places, including Ontario, Canada, we can't have those. So, and even the uh, the borders that go around the license plate, not allowed, uh, not highly enforced, but it could be. Now, just quickly while we're talking about license plates, make sure they are clear um, that there's no snow built up because that too uh, is a violation. So make sure that it's clear when you do clear out their snow. Um, I, I see, again, making the car look kind of souped up and whatnot, uh, covers for the brake lights. I've seen dark tint for brake lights. Now that's really not something you want to, you know, play with. You want the drivers behind to know. And on a bright day, sometimes that tint is blocking the, the light. It's hard to tell. At night, you might be able to see them better, but at all times of the day, 
you really do want to have uh, your lights visible. So there are other ways that you can make your vehicle unique. And uh, just do a little bit of research, check the Google, uh, and find out uh, what other things you can do. Check out automotive stores. But know the laws first before you make the leap, before you spend the money. Find out what you can and what you can't do. And just because you can buy it at the store doesn't really mean you can use it on a road vehicle. So do your homework first before you spend the cash. Thanks for listening to this episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. Be sure to come back each week as episodes are usually posted on a Sunday. If you've missed any of the previous episodes, be sure to check the menu and you can find out season one and season two. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any questions or something you'd like me to talk about, you can reach me by email. My email address is safedriver36 at yahoo.ca. You can also find me on Twitter. I am at safedriver. You can also find me on my blog, thesafedriver.ca. I'm everywhere including back here on Speed Bumps. Let's be safe out there. I'm Scott Marshall.